for joining us for today's message. We're always so encouraged to know that God is using this ministry to touch lives all around the world through what he's doing right here at Meadowbrook. So if that's you and you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please send us an email at godstories at nbcocala.org. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can do so by giving online. Thanks so much for joining us and prepare your heart to hear from God. Would you please help me welcome our internet audience. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. You may be seated. It is an awesome privilege to stand before you here today as a fellow believer and to those as a fellow veteran. Tonight, Pastor Tim sends his greetings and he will be with us on Saturday morning at the rally at Fort King Middle School to do the service of Serve Week. So he said to be there because if not, he knows where you live. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He's in Dallas in the conference, but he wanted to send his greetings. Tonight as I speak on honor, as the Lord has placed it in my heart, there's some things that are very dear to me because I am a veteran. And I am going to honor our veterans today. I'm going to say a few things about veterans. That they've given their life, men and women, toward a common cause. Some of them did not understand it totally, but something inside of them said, there's something that must be done. So they volunteered. And because of that, some of them gave their ultimate sacrifice. Behind me, you might see a flag. That flag flew over uh, in Pearl Harbor, over the battleship Arizona. And the stars on it are upside down, remembering those that have fallen in their active service excuse me, for their country. And there are some men and women that are fading away and are not being remembered. And those are our World War II veterans. I had the awesome privilege to fly with Pastor Tim on the honor flight to take veterans there, World War II veterans, to the memorial there in Washington, D.C. And as I studied about it, I went back and looked at some notes, went on their webpage, and it says this, that 16 million men and women served during World War II. There is only 855,000 of them left. 492 U.S. World War II veterans die each day. And in five to six years, there will be no more left. So if you're here tonight and you served in World War II, I would ask you to please stand to your feet. There may not be any in here. But if there are, I want to harden you. Are there any World War II veterans that are here tonight? As I look around, I don't see any, and that proves my point. There are still some that come to our church. Some of them wear their hats and are in their wheelchairs. And as much as I can, I always go over to say hello to them. It reminds me of a story. When I was there, I was pushing this lady in her wheelchair. Her name was Jeannie, one of the first United States women to be able to wear a firearm. She was in, an, in the military police but as we were pushing her around underneath the Capitol and the World War II Memorial and so on throughout the city, I, people would always say, thank you guys, thank you guys, thank you guys. So I stopped one time there in the Capitol. And I turned to this gentleman. I said, this is Jeannie. She's a female. And she served our country. And I got kind of uppity with him, to be honest with you. He had a nice tie and a button, you know, a lapel thing. And come to find out, he's a U.S. senator. So... 
But watch, I took her and I put her into this room where the drum and five core were. And then behind me, I didn't realize that he was coming behind me. And I turned around and there was a lady there. And she was pregnant. And she was in, mili- in uh, civilian clothes. And this gentleman turned to, to Jeannie and said, this is Major Taylor. And the lady in her civilian dress got down and kissed her on the hand. And she said, thank you for blazing the trail for women like me. So tonight, I honor you that have served our country. But if you're watching online, I honor you by being a World War II veteran. I served the United States military 10 years in the Navy. Served in the Persian Gulf. So did my brother. No, no. Thank you, but my brother retired from the Air Force and my youngest brother served in the Marines. And he said, you know, I, once a Marine, always a Marine. Semper Fi. Any, any Marines out there? Hoorah, separify. There we go. You know what I mean. We had a saying, the Marvy Do Can Do crew, the USS Marvin Shields. And we came back in April of 1991. We came back from the Persian Gulf. We were the first ship to come back from the Persian Gulf on the West Coast, the co- what they call CONUS, the continental United States. And I was an engineer, and engineers are usually the last ones to leave the ship. But I didn't have duty that day, so I was the first, one of the first ones off. And I noticed when I got off, there was a row of wheelchairs. And there was one gentleman in particular that had all these flowers. And he had his bush hat on, had his beard, and all his patches. He was a Vietnam vet. And he gave me a flower. This is what he said, and it sticks in my mind and in my heart. He said, I honor you by coming home. Because no one honored me when I came home. So if you're a Vietnam vet, I honor you tonight. Honor to me is a very precious thing. Honor to me is a very precious thing. Because some of you, as I have, have lived with a sense of no honor. No one values you. No one understands you. And maybe you were the one that caused dishonor in the lives of others. I've done that. How about you? But Jesus sent his son, why? To die for us. To give us honor. To lift us up to a position of esteem that no one else can give us and no one can take from us. So tonight, no matter what you're going through, I'm sorry, I'm a big crybaby. But my wife loves me. That's why she married me. And I honor her 18 years. She's had to put up with me. 18 years. Oh, I've had to put up with her too. I'm just saying. Honor. When you give your life to serve someone or something, the sense of contributing to a bigger picture, to the greater purpose, the greater good, gives birth to a passion and to a calling. One of the influences that I've had in my life is Pastor Tommy Barnett from Phoenix Assembly of God. He's the founder of the Dream Center in L.A. along with his son, Matthew Barnett. And he says this. He says, a calling and a dream should not drive you, but it should summon you. That your dream and your calling, trust me, when I've had these callings and these desires to serve God, to place honor back to him and to his people, sometimes it's driven me. And I've done it wrong. 
Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. But when you get healthy on the inside and you understand the godly kind of honor that he wants to bestow into your life and the type of love and honor that Jesus Christ gives you through his sacrifice, it shouldn't drive you. It should summon you. It should call you to something bigger than just living an ordinary mundane life. I don't care your age or your background, your culture, your education, or your economic status. God can do something with you if you will honor him first. So tonight, I continue to tell you that you have a purpose in your life. You have to live by a sense of honor. But sometimes we've done things wrong. Pastor Tim has been in this tremendous series, Do Unto Others, and it's messed me up. It's messed with me where I live, where I pray, where I think, where I study. It's given me a refreshing of why I do what I do. And I ask you today, you come to church to worship. Why? You come to church to get something lifted from you. Why? You come to church to give and to sing and to do and to, but why? If it doesn't include others, guess what? You're only living half of the gospel. See, we are Christians. We are not called to live isolated from the world. We're called to live insulated from it. So when we're there, it cannot affect us. But if we just sit in our salt shaker, the Bible says, guess what? The salt is good for nothing. Listen, guys. God wants to do something great in your life. He wants you to honor him because eventually he wants you to honor someone else. Behind me you also see some medals and different things. There are many things that goes on in the military, as you know, that people never hear about. And thank God we don't. We just know that we live in a good country. We don't have a perfect country. Trust me, I'm not perfect either. But the Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due, taxes to whom taxes is due, fear to whom fear is due. And I have a president that I don't agree with him, but I honor him. I honor him. I pray for him because he's my president. And don't you talk about my president. Listen, sometimes I don't like what he says or does, but he's my president. And the Bible says that he puts authority in places to yield his sword. And that's why we need to honor and we also need to pray. Everyone say pray. pray. Whatever the dream or whatever the calling your soul is being stirred up about now, the book of Proverbs tells us there is a way that seems right to a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. You can have the right passion but it can be misproportioned the wrong way. I'm a conservative, but I talk to a lot of fellow conservatives, and they're angry. It almost seems like if they had their way, they would have a gun and shoot people. Don't look at me, because some of you might be in here. <laughs> Where is the honor in that? You, we have a right to stand firm on what we believe, but if hate is the motive, we're doing it wrong. Because if we hate, we're not honoring God. And how can we honor God whom we do not see and say we hate our brother whom we do see? That's what the scripture says. The proper perspective of honor is this. 
I will obey. I may not understand, but I will do. God has called me to forgive you. Sometimes I don't feel like forgiving you. It's a joke, folks. (laughs) But I do it because it's the honorable thing to do. And eventually God is testing me on my character, molding me to make sure that my heart is right before him so my heart would be what? Right before you. Everyone say honor. Honor. Loving God and serving people is not always easy. But watch, it's always simple. What God calls you to do is smile, be kind. It's simple, but it's not easy sometimes. You know why? Because sometimes our heart is hard. And we say, no, I'm just justified, I'm holier, and I know the word, and this and that. But if the foundation of what we do is not honor and love, we've missed the mark. Come on, everybody smile at me. I'm not mad at you. Come on, I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you the truth. There are times even here on staff that I don't always agree. And I know the, the, one of the bosses is right there. She's sitting in the front row. But it's a sense of honor. It's a sense of obligation. And it's not because they signed a check. It's because we honor the creative order that God has placed in the house of God. Just as much as we need to honor and respect the governmental order that God has placed over our country. How can we be rebellious in church and think we're going to live right in the world or vice versa? How can we honor the creative order in the church and then all of a sudden live rebellious outside the church? It doesn't work that way. Today, I want to talk to you about reach. Everyone say reach. Here's a scripture in Philippians chapter 3. It says this, now that not that I have already obtained or am ready perfected, but I press, say press. I press on. Everyone say on. This signifies that there's some things you got to get over. There are some things in life that you need to move away from. But sometimes we want to hang on to things and want God to bless us, but we can't. Or he won't because we're still holding on to stuff and we need to press on. Let me move on a little bit before you you get to start throwing stones at me. No, I'm just kidding. It says this, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. In verse 13 it says, in verse 13 it says, in verse, next scripture. (laughs) There is no next scripture, I'm kidding. It says this, it says that I have left, press on, that I may lay hold for which Jesus has laid hold of me. The word press, everyone say press, say it again, is dioku, dioku. It means to pursue, to strive, to actively follow, to place energy and focus, watch this, to gain knowledge and purpose. Knowledge and purpose. Knowledge and purpose. If we're in here just gaining knowledge and gaining knowledge and gaining knowledge and gaining knowledge, you're becoming spiritually fat. Can I say that in church? (laughs) This is what it says in the Message Bible, same scripture. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have made it, but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously, wondrously reached out for me. How many saved people are here? Amen. Next thing is this. 
Why are you saved? We are saved for a purpose, for a reason. Watch this. Each purpose could be different, but the ultimate goal is this, so that others can come to Christ. Because if they don't, we're only living half the gospel. We're coming, we're worshiping, and we need to. We come to hear teaching, and we need to. But if we're not doing unto others, we're not living the totality of the gospel. Someone just smile at me. I'm not mad at you. I'm going to talk real quick here about something that has happened. And it's still tied in with World War II. In World War I, the ending of World War I ended in 1919 with the Treaty of Versailles. There was 440 clauses in this Treaty of Versailles. 414 of those clauses were devoted specifically to punishing and dishonoring the German people. Think about that. Over 95% of the Treaty of Versailles was to punish a nation, to remove honor from them. From the birth of that, in 1923, a young corporal appears, and his name is Adolf Hitler. And he started preaching loyalism, that you're more than dogs or animals. You are a people that you are honored, and you are strong, and you are well. When people are hopeless, they will connect with anything that gives them some sense of honor and pleasure. Jump forward. Now it's 1928. There's 60,000 people that are following him. Some people don't even listen to him. But the following year of October 24th, 1929, was a stock market crash in the United States. Jump one month past in November He went from 60,000 to 180,000, and he did a coup. And guess what? 16 of his trusted followers were killed. He took a flag, and he dipped it in blood. And he became Hitler. Heil Hitler. Heidlard, I'm mispronouncing, it's a German word. It's where they get the word savior. So when you hear people say Heil Hitler, meaning Hitler is our savior. They put their trust, their hope, their experience, everything just so they could feel honored. That's a negative way to honor people. It's manipulative and decisive because what you have to do then is put blame on people. He blamed the United States. He first blamed the Jews that were in Germany. He invaded Poland and World War II broke out. And that's why in reading this, I went back and looked at the history of our World War II veterans. So anyone here that is desperate right now, don't follow cheap honor that will deceive you. Do not follow just enticing words, but follow the scripture of life. And there you will find direction for your life. You know why young women or young men go into prostitution? It's not because they need money. It's because they're looking for someone to place their hope in. And then this pimp talks to them and tells them, I can give you what you need. I can give you security, protection. I'll give you food. I'll give you shelter. And then all of a sudden, all you have to do is do this for me. And then all of a sudden, the thing that seemed good and protective and honoring is gone. Let's make it a little, what about alcohol? What about drugs? What about pornography? 
Instant gratification is no way to honor anyone. Man, it's quiet in this Holy Ghost church. (laughs) Honor is a serious thing. And we as a church, we want to honor others. But I have a question to you for you today. What is it? What do you honor today? In your thoughts, in your feelings, in your words, in your actions, what do you and I honor today? If you cannot answer that question, we at Meadowbrook Church have something for you. We can honor God in a variety of ways, but we have to just know what honor is. Honor is a word called teme. Teme is the respect of position and authority for those that are placed in position. It comes from a word meaning weighty or heavy. For instance, if you and I were in a transaction of commerce or something, I would have to weigh out some salt based on what I was going to buy from you. So the more value, the weightier the salt had to be in order for me to purchase it. Or spices. And some, you ever heard the, the, the term, he's not worth his weight in salt? That's where that comes from. And we still use weight for monetary exchange. Gold is weighed by the ounce. The weightiness of it, the heavier it is, the more worth or value it has. That's where honor comes from. So today I ask you, what are you honoring today? What have you p- placed worth and value of heaviness and weightiness? What is it that you're honoring today? And I know you're here on Wednesday night, so I know you're honoring God. Right? So here are three ways. Number one, we can honor God. We can honor God. Where, 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 where is it? We can go to number one. Honor God by keeping his ways, loving and living. This means his word. Number two is honor God by your walk, being and doing. And here's the last one. Honor God by your works, feeling and serving. Pastor Tim has talked to us that compassion feels the need, but mercy fills the need. Is that right? So based on that, we need to have compassion with people. We need to serve them with mercy. These works are not works for righteousness. These are works of righteousness. What does that mean? That by your serving, you don't become more righteous. You're already righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. Would you agree with me? And because of the blood of Jesus Christ, there should be a byproduct of honoring others. So today, I want to share something with you. Here's a scripture out of Matthew 22, verse 37. And it says, Jesus said to him, You shall love or honor the Lord your God with all your heart or your spirit, with all your soul, your feelings, and with all your mind, your intellect. And then he said, this is the first and great commandment. In the last scripture, and the second is like it. You shall love or honor your neighbor as yourself. So in honoring, we have to love and honor God. But now we have to put that love into action. I'm wearing my Superman shirt today. You know what this is? Come on, what is it? Serve week, baby. I don't know the question, but the answer is serve week. Serve week, November 8th to the 14th. And I'm here to tell you there's a lot of great things that are already going on. Here's a picture. I want to show you a picture here. Uh, Here is Bert. 
Bert is a wild man. He's the guy there with the middle of a, with the pole saw. And to his right is Tim Kelty and Les Boilu. They've been out trimming trees and helping some people already. This is the part of the men's brigade. Next, next one, please. And here last, last night, we had the yarns of blessing and we had the heart of worship. Last night, they invited me. I came, played a little bass, and we were over at the, the Ritz Veterans Hotel. And some of the guys are here tonight. Thank you so much for coming. We just, we just went out there to honor them. The Yarns of Blessing uh, was Betty Peterson. Uh, Peterman, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to dishonor you. No. <laughs> Betty Peterman and her group, they did a lot of cooking. And then Ron and his group, Ron and Elaine's group, they did uh, the music. And so there we went. Next picture, please. And here is the heart, uh, hands to heart or heart to hand, which is our signers. They have a small group, but they were over at the Ocala Marion County Veterans Park, and they were raking, they were painting, they were doing all kinds of stuff. Here's another photo. Here's the kids for compassion, Susan Flowers and Ms. Robin Gwynn. I was about to call her Zinke. For three years they've done this. They pack shoeboxes of Christmas stuff for kids overseas. They started with about four or five kids. Now we don't have enough room for them. That's a good problem to have. So there's things that are going on all around Meadowbrook. Uh, any other picture? I think that was the last one. Oh, here's a single woman's small group. They, are over, they went over to um, Walk for Life, the Women's Pregnancy Center on Saturday. They were doing all kinds of stuff over there. So I'm going to ask this. I want you, if you're a small group leader, I want you to raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand high. Raise your hand high. I want to say thank you to you. I want to honor you. To say thank you for what you're doing. If you're a small group leader and you want to do a project and if you need help, I'm serious now. If you want to do a project and you need help, I want you to raise your hand if you're a small group leader. If you're a small group leader and you want to do a project and you need help, okay, this is what I want you to do. If you saw a small group leader around you, and you want to serve, but you can't be there on Saturday, hook up with these small group leaders. Be a part of it. Why do we do that? Because we want to honor people. We want to honor our neighbor. We want to love God with all our heart, but we also want to be treated as we want others to treat us. So why not do something? Is that right? So, in, and as we close down, I want to share this with you. You see my t-shirt? You can have one, too, for $5.99. They're actually $5, but the 99 cents goes to my coffee fund, okay? <laughs> They're being sold out there in the middle of the hallway. They've been selling like hotcakes. They're only 5 bucks, And you can fly your colors. I used to be in a gang called the boys. Guess what we did? We flew our colors. I fly my colors, too. My serve wheat colors, my Meadowbrook colors. That's right. Come on, now. This is my house. I belong to this church. Here's something else you can think about. This coming Saturday, everyone say Saturday. Saturday. There's four major events that are going on. Three of them are already filled up. That's a good problem to have. But we still need help at Fort King Middle School. Pastor Tim on Saturday will be there. There will be some food. 
There'll be everybody that's serving that, that week or that Saturday, everybody will be there. And then we will divide, we will pray, we will eat a little breakfast, listen to some music, pray again, and then we'll be dispersed. We're going to be doing interfaith. Norm Landis will be there. Ernesto Torres with his paint company will be there. We also have Ricardo Zalea will be there. We also have Pastor Ron Howard that will be there. Those who they're going to be doing, and Mr. Dave Reynolds, Pastor Steve's dad will be there. They're going to be there to, to organize gardening, and they're going to be power washing and stuff. We're also then going to be at the Salvation Army thrift store. They got lots of clothes that need sorting, but that's already closed down too. College Park Elementary, our SEU Meadowbrook College students will be there. We're also going to have Mr. Dean Kettner, and then we're also going to have Mr. Victor Tiburicio. They're going to be leading some stuff, but that's going to be closed down too already. The thing that we have left with Pastor Sean Forte, our community life pastor, he will be at Fort King Middle School. If you have not registered, let me encourage you. Let me challenge you. If you have time to make for other people, God will make more time for you. Because we need to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and with all our strength. And we also need to honor others like we want to be honored. Listen, guys. Today, if you are not registered, again, I want to encourage you. Register. Hey, it's work. How do you spell ministry? W-O-R-K. That's how you spell ministry. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you've got to be a servant to all. To all men at my house, right, in our church, but then to all people. So as we close tonight, I want to honor you again. I want to say thank you for being part of a church that's doing something in our city, in our state, and in our country. 26 years ago, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gilligan, Pastor Tim and Miss Alicia and their kids started the church. And I look around and I go, wow. Just had the Orange Conference the other day. Here at Meadowbrook Church, people coming in from Iowa and, and coming from Atlanta and up from Miami to hear the word of God, to be able to go back here in this house. The internet, the, the live stream going out throughout the entire world, people from all over the world. We're on Spanish radio. We're in the prisons. We're in the Marion County Jail. What are we doing? We're trying to honor people with the love of God. And you can be a part of that movement. You can be something to somebody. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand cut. Yes, you can. Listen, you don't have to make a difference. What I'm challenging you is to be the difference. Don't make a difference. Listen, you know what my, my problem was a long while back? I let my money do the work for me. And God said, what are you doing? He said, I want your feet. He said, I think he said it in a different way, but I'm just, I know we're in church. So I'm saying, I want your feet there. I want your hands there. You know what I mean. If it was just only veterans, veterans and men, I would probably say it. But anyway, so you can do that. Do not let this get away. Because when you sow to the poor, the Bible says that God will repay. 
And let me tell you, his payments are good. So as we depart now, I want to say thank you so much. I'm going to ask you to please stand to your feet. Rather than standing on your head. Listen, guys, we have over 600 people already involved. Small groups and people signed up. And I want to tell you again that you can make a difference. You can make a difference. I want you to do this with me. I want you to stick out your hands and close your eyes. Father, as I pray for my brothers and sisters here in this house, I sense that you want to honor them and remind them that they are loved and they are anointed and they are gifted and they are also called to make a difference in the lives of others. You saved them to make a difference in the lives of others. You saved them to be the answer and the solution for another person. As we go out, dear Father, tug on their hearts, tap them on the shoulder to be more than just spectators, but be participators in what you are doing in this house and throughout the entire world. Let your breath, let your wind refresh, encourage, empower, and uplift, and heal, and strengthen, and give, and bring soothing, and bring purpose, and bring favor, and bring honor into their life. Let them know that they're loved. Win, lose, or draw. Do unto others. Let them live life God-inside-minded, that they are a part of a greater purpose. Bless them and keep them. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say thank you very much to Miss Alicia, Pastor Tim, and to the rest of our staff. Thank you so much. God bless you, and good night. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MBC Ocala.